Are you the kind of gal who's not interested in how things used to be in the hair industry? Who wants to hear from ladies that are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. I'm your host, Lindsay Mayuga, and join me as I interview and learn and get curious about other hairstylists I believe are living life on their own terms, defining what success means for them and living lives in alignment with that. Let's dive in. Hey guys, I'm super excited to share with you that I have brought back my signature course, Sheenette's Worth, a hairstylist guide to going independent. So if you've been independent for a while and you don't have systems, this course is for you. If you're thinking about going independent and you're not sure if it's what's the right move for you, this course is for you. I know for myself, I wish I had this course. Basically, the first four years I was independent, I struggled because I didn't have the infrastructure or the understanding of the business side of my business. So if this sounds like something you could use some help with, please head over to my website, wavemaking.com, and check out my course. All right, gang. So today I want to talk about it's okay if you only want to do hair. It's okay if you don't have aspirations of having a bigger salon or even having your own salon or coaching or teaching or instructing, whatever. Like you don't have to have those aspirations. And I think, you know, it's with social media and everything, it's easy to think that, you know, I always talk about like I hate when things are like the people that get it have passive income or the people that get it. are doing this. I I guess I'm someone that's like, if it sets your heart on fire or it's something, it's a scratch you want to itch and you might not want to itch it forever, but it's like, if it's in, if it's inside of you, you should do it. But if it's not like, I want to just say to anyone that's feeling like inferior or like, you know, I know for a really long time, I didn't see how I could be a hairstylist and continue to grow and have an evolution as a stylist and that it it was something that was like, that could be long-term. I think I, I kind of felt like I was just a hairstylist and I just want to dispel that myth because being a hairstylist and being behind the chair, having taken the space, like, you know, like in the last year, you think about how little I did hair. Um, and it's funny how excited I am to, to be doing it again and how important and how much of a priority I'm making it in my career that I get to decide where my time is allocated. The majority of my time is still behind the chair because I love it. And um, I think it's easy to feel like it's not a long-term pa- plan or path and that um, you know, that it's not something that people do. And, you know, everyone has a friend, they're like, oh, my friend's mom's sister did hair. It's always did hair. And then it's always something kind of sad. Like she still does like a few of her clients. I mean, a lot of them are dying. So she just does them at home. And you're like, that's my future. That sounds sad, <laughs> you know. But um, I think that nowadays, with the way that we're all showing up very differently behind the chair and the way that our health is, you know, something that a lot of us are uh, considering and taking, you know, steps to maintain or even make our health better as far as like our schedules go, as far as taking lunch breaks, like all these little things that I feel 
make doing hair actually a really sustainable, awesome career. You know, and I think for a long time I thought I'm not going to be able to stand like this. But the more you learn and the more you hear about people doing office work and sitting, you know, the same could be argued for their line of work, that it's not sustainable, like the sitting and the back issues and the hunched over, like a lot of the things that we think like, oh, yeah, like we weren't thinking when we went into hair or like this is why people don't want their kids to do hair because it doesn't have a future. Um, I just, I, I don't, I don't believe it anymore because of how I have, <laughs> well, funny story. When I found out I was pregnant and I went to the doctor and I had been home because we were on COVID, you know, quarantine, I said, my lower back's really bothering me. Is that something that's pretty common in pregnancy? And they said, the doctor said, I think it has more to do with your sedentary lifestyle. And I was like, my, my what? And uh, I think that like we can be like down on ourselves because we stand and we're moving all day, but that's actually really healthy. And there was a study that was done that said that like an hour of working out at a high intensity versus like moving throughout the day, moving throughout the day is actually a lot better and more healthy for you than the person that like sits all day and then jam packs an hour long fitness, you know, into their day. So I, I guess like, I, I think there's so many things that we can be doing as hairstylists to continue to elevate and to continue to evolve, because I think that that's really what it comes down to wanting to evolve and wanting to elevate and wanting to just continue to, to be growing and getting better because that's really for me and for, I think most of us where the fulfillment comes, like no one wants to feel stagnant or they're not going anywhere. And I think there are years of my career where I wasn't really per se going anywhere because I didn't have a lot of intentionality behind what I was doing. It was like turning and burning them. Even though the quality of time spent with my people, I want to be clear that the relationships that I had then are very much a lot of them the same relationships I have today. And I, I poured myself into it. So I don't want you to take that and think that I wasn't all in with each person I was with. I was turning them and burning them and all in with each person. So, oh, ugh, tough end of the week. But I didn't even know it at the time, you know. And, you know, it's it's part of, it's it was a season I was in of building. And then I didn't know how to transition from that building season into a, a season that was more of being able to maintain. And that's just like the thing about being a hairstylist, I wish we talked more about is the different, like, you know, there's an episode all about seasons, but knowing when you're transitioning out of one into another, because the, the evolution of a career and the way that, you know, you're ramping up and then, you know, there's a certain point, like there's a, there's a gear that has to shift from the, the ramp up to the coast. And, and I just mean like more of a, like, it's more of a slowly slow incline. It's not such a, steep one where you like get going and you ramp it up. And then I feel like I want to view my career as continuing to still elevate, but at a slower incline, but like over years, you know what I mean? So how do we do that? And how do we feel like we're growing and evolving? Um, and that it's enough because I think so many of us are searching for more, more meaning, more fulfillment, more, uh, just, out of life, I think that we can miss the boat on how we can be elevating where we are today. 
and being all in where we're at as we reach for more. And, and, and what can that look like? I mean, there are people that, you know, I had an assistant at one time, people love, you know, there's someone who that's going to be the next evolution, the next, the next kind of incline of their business is bringing someone else on and what that looks like. And, you know, just having these like small, in you know, like goals that allow us to keep pushing. And, you know, there's people you hear from a lot that are like, I had the assistant. I decided that the assistant wasn't for me. I wanted to make my appointment times longer. I wanted to savor that time with people. I think really just getting honed in on like how you can make your experience better for your clients, for you. And then just kind of having these two worlds work together where like you're continuing to feel this forward motion and momentum because that's really important and that your clients are continuing to feel like they're um, getting their needs met and that the experience is amazing. And in in the when I mean elevating, I mean it can be like just really um, getting intentional about like understanding your numbers to the point of being able to say like if I – worked another hour, if I saw one more client a week, I love to play these games. If I saw one more client a week for a whole year, what would that look like? Okay, well, what would it look like? What would it have to look like when I'm ready for a price increase? What would it look like to drop an hour and still make the same? What would I have to do with my pricing there for my hourly to be such that I'm not taking up, I am not lowering my income? I think that we have to start playing more of a game of how do we make this career more tailored, more working for us, more honoring the life we want to have? And so I think for so long, I think people in bigger salons and commission salons can feel kind of stuck and can feel kind of, they can get kind of burned out like so many of us do because they reach this level of success. And then that ceiling is hit and the people that are around you that you always admired are now your peers and there's nowhere for you to go. But I feel like that is still something that I think is very like rampant in our industry. But when you work for yourself, it's up to you to keep pushing that and to have a plan for that and to, to know that there's never going to be a window in time where you're capped out. And I think that's some mindset stuff that has to take place so that you don't feel like you can't charge more than the renter next to you. Or, you know, I hear that a lot. It's it's just being really clear on how you keep evolving. And I think that the goal at some point, unless you're like loving life as is, the goal at some point is to make more and work less. So like continue to have those price increases um, you know, elevate. And if you're happy with the amount of time you're working, then, then don't drop any days or hours. But I think at a certain point, like, it's like you have this amazing career and let's say like a, like I'm already at a 15 year career. It's like, okay, well at 20 years, like, do I want to, am I going to want to work, maybe drop a day? What would that look like? What would that need to look like with my pricing? And I think we have to run these simulations and I think we have to have small intentional goals that get us there. I mean, you know, if we don't start kind of working towards those things, like it's one of those things where like we don't make changes. It gets really hard to even like raise our prices $5. Whereas I try and 
last three years out of a 15-year career have really tried to continue to evolve in such a such a commonplace way that like there's always something shifting there's always something evolving and and that's part of my business model I think it can be very challenging if we don't make changes and if we don't um kind of show people that we're changing and I'm guilty of this I mean for the first let's say 12 years of my career feeling like that wasn't allowed and I think that it's one of those things that it gets very challenging to like even tell someone your price have gone up five dollars because if you haven't changed anything um and you're then you become kind of stagnant and you're insecure about it and then you mention it to someone and they're like, five dollars. And you're like, fuck, I shouldn't have done this. This is this was a bad idea. This was a bad idea. No, it's just you haven't done, you haven't like strengthened a muscle of change. And change is hard for people and it brings up all sorts of things for people. Money brings up things for people, all those things. My recommendation is to always be making changes, even if it's just like, oh, I'm 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 trying this product on you. It's like part of the experience like and get people more comfortable and used to you doing things different and that could be just like oh I'm using I'm using a iPad now I'm I I don't mean they always need to be changes to your pricing I just mean like I want I think it's important that clients see that you're in a constant evolution uh because that's the reality of life in the world that we're in but I think we're all we can all become very guilty of giving people the illusion that their lives change and that ours don't. And so I feel very passionate about finding a way to weave in parts of yourself, weave in how you're up-leveling, evolving, and doing things, and be excited about it because um, I think that it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. We don't think we can change, then people aren't used to us changing, and then when we do change, someone says, well, what's with the change? And you're like, see, we're not allowed to change. So I think just re, re, re-evaluating like what, where you want your career behind the chair to go and is it that you are really happy with the, with the prices you charge and it meets your lifestyle and it's work, you're working the dream hours. Well, then it's like, okay, well, how do we, how do we make sure that we're, we're um, accounting for inflation and making sure that even if we don't want to raise our prices, that we're not actually losing money every year slowly because the cost of goods goes up, the cost of things goes up. I think just getting people um, just used to you doing what's best for your business and really seeing it as a business and something that's really helped me as a hairstylist is to be able to separate myself from my brand for so long. I thought about it as like, it's me. It was personal. It was like, it was like you were coming to, to see me like my, my heart and soul. And I found a way to, you know, in having, you know, working with renters and having people in my space and really viewing it as like this, um, incubator like this is like a container for all of us independent artists to work in it's not my heart and soul as much as it's like a piece of me so it's like I think that having it feel less personal allows it to be more of what it is which is a business and you can still have elements of yourself and have still be very much you right like the style and the vibe and stuff but I think having there be just a slight separation between you as the person and you as the business 
um, I had heard someone say once, they said like, when you're making decisions, don't make decisions from like your emotions of you make it like act like you work for your business and you're like a representative of it and that you make decisions that are best for it. Not, not necessarily for you, because if you're doing everything in your business from like a heart centered, just you place, it can become a little too emotional. So I, I feel like it can be more fun. It can be more free. It can just feel a lot more like it should, which is a business that's a separate entity of you that you um, are a part of. So um, I I think our career in our industry has so much to look forward to and is is like in such a cool place where being a hairstylist is is and being a whole person is becoming something that people are doing and it's a thing. And I would just encourage you, don't take on more. Don't don't follow the trend. There's always going to be a new one. There's always something that everyone's doing. And I just encourage you to think more about yourself, think more about your life, and to think about what is important to you because you can spend a lot of time chasing someone else's dreams and um, only you know what your dreams are. So here's to just being a hairstylist. <laughs>